Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Good afternoon. Welcome to our Facebook Live program. If you're listening by Facebook, then you probably can hear me right now. And my guest that I'm about to introduce in a moment, if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, it may be that you're hearing nothing at this point. Something came up about 15 minutes ago and our technology kind of went crazy on us. And so therefore we don't really know if we are on Blog Talk Radio or not. If so, <laughs> if indeed we're really there, you can call in to ask us questions at 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. And if you hear that answer, then you click the number one as soon as you see it or hear it. And then when you do that, we will be able to talk to you theoretically. <laughs> That's a theory at this point. And here is my friend, Jim Porto, who is also the uh, Director of Operations for uh, Marriage Helper. He uh, heads up all of our coaching as well as runs all of our operations and just finished this weekend an intensive three-day workshop for Marriages in Trouble. Yeah, it was great, man. We uh, got to work with a number of couples that uh, come in and uh, to just watch some transformation happen from that Friday to Sunday is extremely powerful. Awesome. And uh, we had a great time. It was a really good time. Now, uh, don't misunderstand me. Um, there's a lot of pain in that room. Uh -huh. But to see a transition in people's lives, um, and literally, it starts in the first 24 hours. Hmm. Um, it's a very powerful thing to see. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a graduate of that. So it's, it's every time I get to do it, it's almost like reminiscing of the last time that that we went through it, and uh, it, was a, it was a good time. It was a very good time. Excellent, and we start one of these every other Friday. Every two weeks. We do them right here in Middle Tennessee, and uh, just south of Nashville, Tennessee, as a matter of fact, and start one every other Friday, which means we already have a great number of couples signed up to start one, not this coming Friday, but the Friday after that. I already signed up to come and be here for that. Yeah, I'm excited about seeing those folks. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see them, and it'll be a tremendous weekend. If you're one of those that are coming, we look forward to meeting you. If you are one who thinks, well, I'd like to come, I'd like to get more information about that, then you can call our numbers that we'll be putting on the screen throughout this program. And you can talk to our client representatives who'll be happy to tell you all about what we have and what we offer and what we can do to assist you. We might actually be able to take a caller now. You want to give it a shot and see? Yeah, why not? I, I, if, <laughs> if, if at first you don't succeed, just kick it and keep now, going. Jesse, the light on this microphone is off. Does that matter? No, that, that should be good then. As long as it's not blinking. All right. Well, let's okay. give it a try here. Let's talk to, um, let's talk to uh, Jose from Illinois, I think. Um, uh, uh, he wants to know about, he says he was forgiven for some infidelity, but his wife um, is still thinking about moving out um, in mm -hmm. a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. Jose, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Hey, hey, we're up and working. Good job, Jesse. Hey, <laughs> cool. Jose, thanks for calling in, buddy. Oh, I really right. appreciate it. How can we help oh, you, my thank friend? You. Thank you for answering. What can we do for you? Can you hear me? All can right, you hear so, me okay? Hey, Jose. Uh, Jose, can, can, can you I've hear me? I've been married to my wife for 11 years. We've been you together can't hear me. 14. And um, the problem is, is I was in a limited relationship that ended six months ago. And uh, ever since the first two months were rough, I was uh, begging, crying, and just trying to get her back, and that only pushed her away. The last three months, I, I've been part of the Save My Marriage course, and I've been working out 
through my pies. Uh, and I've been working hard on all that and it has made a difference. Uh, she's shared some bricks and, and she's, we, she has forgiven me. We had a conversation. I wrote her the letter. I'm in week five now. And, uh, she, she, she broke down. She hugged me and she said, I, I forgive you for, for, for what you did. And she opened up. She told me I was her best friend. She told me you're the only person I can be myself with. And, uh, I'm afraid of being alone. Now, the second part to this is that she's a very determined person. She's moving out two weeks, so she'll be out on her own. Uh, the problem is, is that the other woman had been in my house. So, uh, my wife being in the house, uh, in the same house, just, she doesn't want to be in the home anymore. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want the marriage to work. She has told me that that is not her life anymore. And she wants something that she, she her life is going to have to go somewhere else. And I, I see that she's fighting herself. Um, because I, I could still see that she loves me, but she feels that she needs to go. And so she's leaving in two weeks. I have brought up the 911 marriage course and I used, uh, you know, I used some of the techniques from the podcast. I, I purchased a boot camp, and it was actually a good conversation. I, I got to know what she wanted and what she needed and some of her fears. And uh, she said she'd consider it. Uh, but the one thing she did say, she almost backpedaled and said, but why would I go to a marriage, um, uh, a marriage boot camp with my ex, with my ex? And so, I, you know, I didn't really have much to say that. I, I just said the same thing I said before, and then I left it like that. She said she'd consider it, and I sent her uh, a video of the wall, and I, I kind of left it like that. And I've just been keeping the peace at home, uh, you know, being being a safe place, and so. I know I have two weeks left before she leaves and I feel that things are going to get a lot harder. She doesn't want to communicate with me after that. She even said, I'm I'm going to give you the key back because I don't want to have to run back to the house. I don't want to feel like I have somewhere to go. So she's blocking herself too. She said, I don't want to have communication with you unless it's for bills, unless it's for taxes, unless it's for anything else. Uh, Also the way she's been coping with everything that's been happening is for the last four months, she goes out every weekend and parties, goes out with friends, doesn't come back till the next day. Uh, there was a point where I did see a picture of her with another guy, uh, and it looked like they had gone out on a date or something like that. It broke my heart, but I kept it to myself because I didn't want to add to the turmoil that was already there, and I just continued to be a safe place. Now, um, I'm afraid that she's just going to continue uh, doing all this stuff. I know I can't stop her, um, but uh, I can only be consistent in myself. But uh, I'm wondering how, you know, I'm, uh, you know, is there still a chance that she could you know, does this make it harder? The fact that she's going to move out and she's really determined mm-hmm. to pull herself away. I don't know if I have a chance of her saying yes to go into the okay to the uh, workshop. Okay, can you hear me at all? I can. Okay, yes. can you hear me well enough to hear what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, because we're having some microphone issues, that's why I'm asking you this. Okay, you have several different things going on here, Jose. First of all, it sounds to me like you're doing the right kinds of things. First, I'm I'm sorry that what happened happened, and I'm sure you are too. Okay, I get that. But the things you've been doing since then sound to me like the right kind of things to be doing. Now, at what point, I got lost in there somewhere, how long has she been moved out? Uh, She will be moving out in two weeks. She hasn't moved out yet. Okay, so she's Um, going out on... We had a talk, yeah. She's going out on dates now, even though she's yeah. living there. And if I may ask, is, yeah. is that okay with you? I mean, are you, do you think that's a good thing? No, it's, oh, no, not at all. It's not good with me. And actually, uh, she hides it from me. I didn't find this out. Uh, she didn't volunteer this information. 
See, I, I, I charged my phone on her computer and I opened it up and it happens to be connected to her phone and I happen to see mm. a picture of her and another guy. Okay. Uh, when I put it all together, I know that this guy was a brother of her, of her friend. So I know that it wasn't just a date with just this guy by herself. She was with girlfriends. Okay. But this guy's obviously interested. In the but what I'm hearing you say, what I'm hearing you say is that, first of all, she's angry about you. She's angry about the fact that you brought the woman to your house. But that's, in, at least for some period of time now, she's actually trying to establish a different life for herself that involves a, a lot of social activity with other people. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you guys have children? No, no kids. Okay. And if I may ask, how old are, is she? Uh, she's 32. I'm 32. We both grew up high school sweethearts. Okay. And, uh, and how long so have you been married? How long have you been married? We've been married 11 years. 11 years. Okay. So remember this principle that we teach a lot, Jose, that people don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Okay. Now, if a person wants to leave a person because he or she cheated, all right, you had an affair with somebody else, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I want to get away from you, then they can see being away from you as being better just because of the fact of the anger they feel toward you. But you seem to have introduced an extra dimension here, and that extra dimension is the fact that she's also uh, already beginning to have a lifestyle where she can be free of all this pain, all this, this aggravation, etc. In other words, it's not just that I want to move away from you, but it's like I'm going to move on with my life to such a degree that I don't feel like I'm married to you anymore. That's what it sounds like. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Yes. All yes. Right. Now, I'm glad that you had good conversations with her. And she's going to be moving out in two weeks. So I don't know that there's any reason that you should do anything at this point other than what you are doing. So now let me go back and answer the question that you asked. You asked the question, does that mean there's no hope? And the answer is that does not mean that at all. Obviously, when the person's living someplace else, it makes it more difficult. When a person's already involved in a social life that excludes you and has some degree of partying to it, it makes it more difficult. So I'm not going to lie to you and say these things are making it easier. They do make it harder but they do not remove yeah. all hope. <clears throat> and that's why we teach things like you keep working on your pies. That's why you keep being the safe place. That's why you keep growing and developing. You see, you want to make it where that at some point, at some point she looks around and looks at you and goes, you know, being with him is not such a bad thing. As a matter of fact, being with him is a good thing. And so when you do the pies and become the safe place and et cetera, you don't do it for her. You do it for you so that you become the best that you yeah. can be. And, and you don't do it because you're trying to fix the marriage by it. You do it because you're trying to grow you and develop you into the best person you can be, like I just said. And sometimes it takes a little while. It takes a little while for the other person to actually acknowledge that and to be affected by that. And so while I could see that in the situation you're in, you might be thinking, oh my goodness, she's moving out. What do I need to do now? Almost a panic mode. The best thing you can do is not to panic, not, not to think, okay, if she moves out, that means it's all over. Therefore, I've got to do something now. Try to calm down. Keep doing the things we're teaching you to do. A step at a time, a step at a time, a step at a time. You do them for you. But if there's anything, like we often say, if anything works, this will. Jim, what would you like to add to yeah. that, my friend? I think the only thing I would want to add to that is, Jose, I, I'm, I'm, I really am very sorry about what you're experiencing right now, but let me say this. You know, uh, don't allow the fear of the time of two weeks to intensify this, this workload. In other words, I've got to do this, or I only have two weeks. Well, you, you really don't only have two weeks. Two weeks, you may be moving out. 
Um, but but that doesn't stop the ability to do the things Joe was talking about. So for you to be able to, if you get that out of your mind, you're going to be a lot less urgent in the desire to do that. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, because man, if if I feel like there's a deadline or a timeline on me, I'm going to be. I, I, I may start doing things that are extreme, right? And this isn't extreme. Yeah. This isn't. You know, be careful. I tell people all the time. I know it feels like an emergency, but this is not an emergency. It's not. In fact, consistent, yeah. consistent, focused, intentional movement is what you're shooting for there, man. And uh, I just want you to know we'll be thinking of you. Yeah, I did have one more question because uh, I, when I brought up the pies, I mean the, uh, the workshop, she said. I asked, I talked about, we talked about divorce and she said, that's not something I'm thinking about right now. That's going to come later in the future. And then she said, and then I said, well, she said, and if, if you love me, if you really love me, you're going to allow me to move on and you're going to just sign the papers and you're going to make it quick. So I, it's like, she just traps me in every corner. Yeah. We hear that a lot, Jose, but you understand, I'm not saying she's a bad person. Please don't misunderstand. Not in one sense am I saying that, but that statement is manipulative. And, and that's how we often, everybody in life will use manipulations to get what they want when they really want something, mm-hmm. or at least no, almost everybody will. And when she says that, if you really love me, you sign this and let me move on. If, if I were you, no, you, you make your own decision. You do what you think is best. Let me say this. If that were I, if I was in that situation, here's what I'd say. I do love you very much, but that's why I can't do this this quickly. I understand you want me to, certainly don't want to offend you. But I just had to be patient and take things a day at a time. And, and I wouldn't argue with her about it. Well, if you really love me, I'd say, well, I do. No, if you did, you do this. I understand you feel that way. But, you know, I'd have to do what I think is the best thing to do. There's no value in fighting with her. No value in arguing with her. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but you can right. not also yield to that manipulation, my friend. Yeah. Okay. Jose, thank you so much for okay, calling, brother. So We're going to keep you in mind. Take care, my friend. Thanks so much. Sounds like a very articulate young man. Yeah, the, the, the pressure of timing is one thing I hear all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, people are constantly asking how long, and I, I don't know how to put a timer on something. But, but I do realize a number of clients we, we deal with will say things like, um, I only have this much time to do this. And, and I'm serious when I say it to them, but I'll say something like, unless they're about to die, mm-hmm. as long as they're breathing, this is going to work out. And what I mean by work out is you have opportunity to still have this positive influence. Right. Um, and that, that, man, that pressure can make you do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Anytime in my life I have felt really, really pressured to do something concerning a relationship, I almost every time have done something stupid. <laughs> well, there were twins. <laughs> we can make it work. And there's probably a few of you out there that feel the same way. Thank you so much for giving us a call. Keep in mind that if you want to get in the queue and would like to be a part of what's happening here on Mary Chopper Live, give us a call. 657-383-0812. We got everything working pretty well right now. You're not coughing or sneezing. <laughs> oh, look, see yeah. there? I, I try. I do that. Well, I've been holding that back and holding that back. You just gave me. <laughs> I do hypnosis as well. So. And when you dial that number, when you hear the answer, you press the number one, and that puts you in the queue. You can talk to our screeners, and then hopefully we can get to you during the program. And thank you, Jesse, for getting this thing working. It's not 100%, but it's working well enough. Now we can hear each other. Yeah, Jesse's a champion on there. We have Katie from Michigan. Katie, can you can you hear us? What's your question? is regarding smart contact 
I've been using Smart Contact on my husband for for two months, I would say. And uh, in that time of doing Smart Contact, our interactions have seemed to flip backwards in that we're not talking as much. And as far as physical interactions go, we're, I'm sorry, my daughter's on my lap. I'm fucking a little bit. Can I ask, you, may I ask you a question? Can I, can I interrupt and ask you a question? Tell me what you understand Smart yes. Contact to be. So Smart Contact, I understand it to be um, managing business items, allowing them to initiate the conversation as much as possible, taking it day by day. <laughs> and I've been basically just letting my husband interact with me mm -hmm. um, as much as I can and not pushing him mm -hmm. to interact with me or start any conversations because I know I want to avoid push behavior. Mm -hmm. And, and so may I ask, how has that he, made things move backwards? <laughs> so he, over the period of me using smart contact, he has been... Uh, we're talking less and less now, and our conversations really just now are limited to logistics regarding our daughter. Uh -huh. um, otherwise, there's no other conversations between us, um, whereas before, he would open up a little bit to me. Uh -huh. um, and then his love language is physical touch, I know. Uh -huh. And I was getting, like, kiss on the cheek here and there kind of thing, and that mm -hmm. has slowly dwindled to I'm no longer getting any sort of physical interaction with him at all and I just feel like rather than things getting better using smart contact that they're for lack of a better way getting worse okay so let me make sure I understand what you're saying I'm just trying to understand so you think mm -hmm. that if yep you had been using push behavior things would have gotten better no not not that I <laughs> so no not that I feel like using push behavior to make things better I'm just wondering like is this normal for things to seem like even though I'm using smart contact that things are getting worse that we're interacting less and less because he's not opening up to me at all and like um, okay. our daughter she broke her leg yesterday oh wow and he's just completely shut down mm -hmm. and I mean he wasn't talking to me before but now on top of him being in limerence grieving his affair partner Mm -hmm. And all of that, now we have that our 16-month-old daughter broke her leg and she's in a cast mm. and can't walk now. I'm so very sorry. I am so very sorry. That <laughs> has to be so tough. Let me just kind of reply in this way, if I may. If, if smart contact is stopping mm -hmm. behavior that feels like manipulation to the other person, which is what we mean with push behavior, then stopping the manipulative behavior should actually make things better than worse because people typically react negatively to feeling manipulated. And so when we talk about smart contact, we say things like, make sure you don't come across as whining, begging, pleading, those kinds of things, and that you don't come across as manipulative and controlling. But it doesn't mean you can't have conversations. It just means don't have conversations that, that do those things. Mm -hmm. That you can still have other conversations with the other person, certainly about business, without a doubt, because then they don't, they don't mind. Now, if a person says, 
don't talk to me at all, then we say, then don't, unless it's just business. But unless a person says, don't talk to me at all, you can have regular conversations. You can be having breakfast and say, hey, did you see that thing on the news? That's not push behavior. That's not manipulative. That's not controlling or anything like that. That's just two people regularly talking to each other. And that's good unless the other person has said, shut up and leave me alone. Now, the fact that your child's breaking, is it a, a boy or girl that broke the leg? It's a little girl. Little girl. Sorry. Okay. The fact that she broke her leg and him getting a little bit more non-communicative because of that, that's not unusual at all because there's kind of, there's probably a ton of different things going on in his brain about that. Like, okay, I have obligations to this child. Now this child's broken her leg and, and that might be working on his head in all kinds of ways that are, is bothering him about his responsibilities, what he's supposed to be doing, etc. And it's not uncommon, particularly for men. It's not uncommon that when they start feeling pressure within their own minds, they just clam up. That's not unusual at all. What would you have to say about that, Jim? Well, I'm just curious. I, I didn't hear why. Oh, go ahead, Katie. So I've tried like just like asking him something like, how was your day? And all I get are short answers, like, fine. Like, and I feel like he doesn't want to mm -hmm. talk to me or communicate with me versus when uh, we, he owns a business. That's what he does full time is he runs mm -hmm. his own business. And everyone else, like to the outside, he seems fine. Like he interacts great with everyone else. But when it comes to me, just like he just shuts down and doesn't talk to me. Like I have no idea of what's going on in that's his not life unusual. at all. And I... That's really not okay. unusual, Katie. I mean, that's really not unusual at all. Mm -mm. When a person is in an affair with another person, they, they often do that very behavior to the person that they're married to. And, and so that's not an unusual thing. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It really, I mean. Okay, because I mean, as far as I know, the affair is over and mm -hmm. he's grieving the loss of the affair, which their la last time he saw her was two months ago, I believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't been watching him or tracking him or anything. So I'm assuming that it's over at this point, but I'm just mm -hmm. getting concerned that if like nothing, and I know it's only been a short amount of time, but it just seems like nothing is getting better with smart contact. So should I be asking him like, how was your day? Like little things like that. If he, responds, if he responds, just if he responds, fine. if he responds, even with that, that he's fine. If he doesn't get angry, if he doesn't push you away, then sure you can. But, but don't panic that you're okay. not getting longer answers. I mean, everything that you're describing is pretty okay. much par for the course here. Yeah, it feels that way to me I mean, with the yeah. number of people we deal with. I, I think that, you know, it goes around your expectations of how you're setting yourself up to, you know, what do you expect him to say at that point? Um, part of that is, you know, when people uh, fall off the love path, so if you've looked at anything to do with, with Joe's book and what we do there, when people fall off that love path or get off of it, you know, uh, and then later on decide, well, let me try to get back on, uh, one of the most common mistakes they make is trying to jump on where they fell off. Yeah, yeah. And so the expectations yeah. at that point are at the same level. In other words, I, I, you know, we were in relationship, we fell off, and and we went out of relationship for a period of time, and now let's jump back on. Well, during that period of time, a number of things have altered or been changed in the mindset of both of you, okay? And so even though you may have a strong desire to jump back on, and you're kind of like, let's just start over and just get in right here, 
Um, it would not be uncommon for someone who has had an affair and is even out of it to feel awkward stepping back into that, for lack of a better word, intimate part of a relationship because it was broken. Um, what does it feel like? Um, I know many times that a person who has stepped out of a, of a relationship and they come back is actually processing while they're dealing with their spouse, what are they thinking? What does this mean? Uh, what if I say this? And a lot of times they take the old adage that uh, I just won't say anything in case I, I say something that either doesn't add value or isn't good there. So I don't know what's going through his mind. Um, one thing I want to encourage you to do, my friend, um, is, is adjust your expectations. Um, and one way of doing that is um, I, he's not rejecting it. And that's a good thing. So if you're saying, hey, good morning, and he says, you know, good morning, or how was your day? It was good. Um, I know people that's been married and have great relationships, and that's their conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so I, 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 that may not be where you are, but remember, you're in a different space right now, and I want to encourage you to live in that space. You cannot live where you aren't. Now, I know that's simple, and it's not overly complex or deep, but the reality is you can't live where you will be in reconciliation. You may not even be in the part of reconciliation reconciliation right Aww. now so so yeah, adjust really. those expectations yeah yeah so I don't know what's going on there I want I did want to ask you a question why did you begin smart contact what was the drive behind you going you know what I'm gonna start doing smart contact here well I before I found marriage helper I was doing another program that encouraged you to you know reach out and connect with your mm -hmm. your significant other you know like five times a day or whatever and i felt like it was pushing him away yeah and i was getting less and less he was getting angry at me and it just i felt like i was it didn't fit and seem well with mm -hmm. me like it didn't seem like it was the right thing to do and then i found marriage helper and i found smart contact and i started practicing smart contact and that seemed to be a much better fit he initially started to respond positively that but then over the past month it seems like like I said there's been less conversations between us he's not saying nearly as much to me and but you've already said like, but you've already the said that the uh, it used to be like but didn't you say the affair is over how long has it I'm been sorry. over how long has the affair been over um, um, he told me about the affair at the end of September he continued to reach out to his affair partner for another month um, her husband discovered the affair in force. So okay, so it's been over at least ended, since so October. Is that correct? Been over at least since October? Yeah. Okay. Again, yeah. this is not unusual behavior. You, you've already said he's going through a grief okay. process. You, most guys in yeah. this kind of situation aren't going to expect you to help them through the grief process. Believe it or not, sometimes they do. And mm -hmm. when wives do that or, or husbands do that, it's amazing when they do. But most people going through the grief process, grief process is not going to share it with you for lots and lots of reasons. Everything I'm hearing here, Katie, is that just be calm and keep doing what you're doing. I really, that's what it sounds okay. like to me. What about but you? But it Jill? is okay to do the little chit chat, like how was your sure. day kind of thing. As long like as he that. doesn't react Even negatively. Even if he just says fine. Even if he doesn't, just as long okay. as he doesn't react negatively. What would you like to add to that, my friend? Okay. Well, no, that's really it. I mean, and, and I would encourage you in two ways. All right. Number one is um, as you begin to move forward and, and you're looking at this and you're checking out some of our materials online at our Marriage Helper site or, or whatever, looking at videos, I want to encourage you before you apply something, have a reason for it. And now just listen to that for a second. In other words, you probably didn't get up this morning and go take a couple Tylenol um, unless you had a headache. 
um, it's not a preventative type thing. And so I, I wish I had time to, to coach with you or we were with one of our coaches because I'd want to know why you started Smart Contact. Sounds like you went out of a, uh, a program or some folks that were telling you to do something we're not a fond of just because it's like a when your baby's going, mommy, 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 it usually drives people crazy. Um, but but yeah. you started applying this Smart Contact for some reason. Um, and, and so I, I want to encourage you, before you do something, Make sure there's a reason why you're doing it. In other words, it's addressing something. It's a remedy for something, not just a tactic. We don't really believe in tactics here. We believe in applying things for the situation until they change, not until you're tired of doing it. And so you might want to take a look at that. The second thing I encourage you to do is please give us a call at our office. Um, uh, if you have a CR or client rep you've spoken to, give them a call and ask them about speaking to one of our coaches. Um, this is where they can really help you dive into the why. Um, they can dive into the encouragement aspect of, you know what, Katie, this is something that isn't unusual. So you're not alone here. There's a certain sense of the ability for them to walk with you in a time where most people do not have any idea what you're going through. Okay. And so I just, I, I, can't, I can't get away from it. I encourage you to speak to them. If you're really looking for some help and for someone there, they're the people that could really help you apply things like smart contact, evaluate where you are so you can make the best possible decision for you and the vision of your family ahead. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I actually, I'm supposed to start coaching with Melody this week. Excellent. Oh. Good for you. Wonderful. You take I care heard of her. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right, uh, we have, uh, let's see, Stephen. Um, Stephen is in Texas. Uh, Stephen, are you, you still there? Let's see if it's switching over here. There we go. Stephen, welcome to uh, Facebook Live. How you doing, bud? Good, how are you? Thanks, we're doing great, man. What's your question? So a couple questions. One, to kind of get off the subject that's been talking today, and then actually we'll go back to it. Um, so I have a court date this week, and I've been listening to all the podcasts uh, all the way back to 2015. I'm actually at the very first one now. Um, and it was talking about, I know a few of them were talking about specific prayers to pray for the spouse, more to lead into, for God to lead into their heart, not for them to come back to the marriage. So if Dr. Beam or if you, Jim, had anything specifically, whether it be in scripture or just prayers to, for God to reach into their heart, not necessarily to bring them back, to the marriage, but just to help them. And the reason I say this is because I recently found out my, my wife and I have been separated since June, but I found out not only did she cut off all contact with me, she cut off all contact even with her girlfriends that we used to be mutual friends of ours or that she used to work with mm -hmm. at a, at a local restaurant bar. So I don't know what's going on. I thought it was just me, but apparently now she's cut off everyone in her past life. That's not an unusual thing, my friend. That's the first question. Yeah, that's not an unusual thing. If I may ask, who was doing the podcast talking about prayer? Do you know? I, unfortunately, I don't remember the specific podcast. I usually do about two a day when I go to work because right. I drive an hour away. So I'll do All one right. on the way to work and one on the way home. Well, just remember, if, if on a podcast we talk about something having to do with the Bible or religion and that kind of thing, that that that's just whoever's doing the podcast, whether it's me, Jim, or whomever it might be, that that's how that person is thinking at that time about that. I mean, we're a lot more um, 
consistent when we talk about the things, the principles that we teach. We don't abandon those. We do modify them as we learn more. We make them better, but we don't abandon those. What I'm saying is, even if I were the one saying, pray a specific way, understand that you pray the way you want to pray, my friend. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's up to you to talk to God, not, not me to tell you how to talk to God. For example, if you say, well, well give me some scripture. I've referred people, as I'm thinking about one celebrity right now that I was working with. Uh, she's, she uh, claimed Christianity, and I showed her some Old Testament Psalms. And I said, you know, sometimes you need to pray that people... Uh, get into a situation where that they have to look back toward what's right. And I showed her some Psalms that said that and said, so it's, it's not ungodly to pray, Lord, mess this up. It's not ungodly to say, bring some misery into this so that people get their right heads on. But it's still up to you how you pray. Totally and completely up to you. First of all, God's not sitting here thinking, oh, well, I would have done that, but you didn't pray it right. <laughs> that <laughs> has been teaching that's going around, though, you know, Joe, that if you don't pray this specific, if you miss a couple little things, uh, that God's kind of up there going, Bent, you know what you did? You missed the punctuation, so I can't do it. Oh, my goodness. There's this passage in Romans 8 that says that the Holy Spirit who lives in you mm -hmm. prays for you with, uh, King James says, groanings which cannot be uttered. Basically, what it means is the stuff you don't even know how to articulate. So I hear, hear, I think maybe the best prayer is, God, I don't know what you should do. Here's what I would like. Here's what I think. But, hey, I'm pretty well leaving it up to you. I just want you to be active. That's so good. He knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows what he's doing and how to do it. Okay? You have a second question there, that uh, actually, my friend? Helps. I just wasn't sure if I was. Yes, that actually helps. I just wasn't sure if that was something specific that I should pray for. Normally, I'll do it in the morning before I get out of my car and walk into work of just, reaching into her heart to know God's love for her, her love for me, her love for our marriage, yeah. and my love for her. And if that's I, usually my if I can her. encourage you, I'm, I'm a big person on, on what, you know, what am I doing? And, and it, it's so easy to look at. I, I'd ask you to, to, to pause for a minute when you get out, if you're not already doing it, and you probably are. But as you get out of the car, I, I, the prayer could be even more powerful um, if you say, God... Um, I ask you to lead me today. Yes. Forget about all these prayers about him doing stuff in your wife. But um, I just remember very speci specifically when Shannon was thinking about me and when I was gone and I was away, she prayed for a long time about me, 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 me. And, and, and she believes in her heart that God brought her back to, um, you really just ought to focus on you. God, how can I be a better human, a better person? Help me to see clearer. Help me to have faith and vision to see forward, not to look at things as they are, but look at things as they can be. And that in actuality, that prayer of, of her, praying for her, helped her move forward in her pies, helped her be the best possible human with her Heavenly Father as possible. And, uh, and, and she didn't get frustrated. Stay with me for a second. She didn't become frustrated because what she was praying for God to do in me may or may not be occurring because she was praying for God to work in her. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Good. What's your second I've question, my friend? some of that, but if it was broken out, it'd be more... Yeah. 60, 40 for her. Yeah. yeah. There's no magic prayer here. I wish friend. there was. There's no magic prayer. Just open your heart to God. Just open your heart. But I'm with Jim. Ask him to lead you. Okay. okay. What's your other question, my friend? Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, so the other question is back to today's theme um, of like sex and sexual relations and all that. Was And I've been seeing it on the Facebook group, and I've been thinking about it for a while, so I figured I'd bring it up today. How do we deal with, if we have no contact and no intimacy or no intimacy or 
you know, sexual acts? How do we deal with our desires? Because, again, from your podcast and from your, what I've been learning from you, Dr. Bean, is, you know, we're all sexual human beings. We all have desires. We all have needs. But how do we deal with that when we don't want to step out of our marriage or, you know, we don't want to lust after another, but nothing's, we're not receiving anything from our spouse? Okay. Uh, I'm about to get in trouble, Jim. Well, at least he picked an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that I mean, Steven, if, if you're... you can't be explained then that's fine thanks right. for choosing one that was an easy one I'm going to give you my opinion but I realize that as soon as I do I'm going to be attacked Okay, so thank you a lot for calling today and causing me misery <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give you my opinion Okay, when you start looking at, okay. at the, in the scripture since you're t talking about this as a Christian okay, and I'm a Christian as well when you start talking about from Scripture, you start looking at all the, the things that the Bible, both Old and New Testament, say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It kind of sums up into the following principles. Number one is that sex should only be with your spouse, not with somebody else. Okay? And that you shouldn't do anything that mm -hmm. causes damage to the other person. And then the thing that got me in trouble on the Today Show when I said it, but I'll say it here, and that is that you shouldn't have sex with any animal. Every sexual prohibition in both the Old and New Testament summarize into those three areas. All right. Now, so people often talk about things like, well, isn't lust a sin? Lust is mentioned as being a sin when you lust after somebody you have no right to. So what if you're lusting after somebody you do have a right to? What I mean is, after you're in your situation, after your wife, or if it's a woman after her husband. People, I've been asked over the years many times by people in the military, I'm deployed. Uh, is there a sin if while I'm deployed, I uh, take care of myself, and I'm using a euphemism there, I hope you understand what I mean, that I take care of myself, but I'm, thinking yes, of, but I'm thinking about my spouse as I do so. And my response has always been, what's the sin in that? Because you're, you're, you're thinking sexually about the person that you do have a right to. And so in my opinion, if you're thinking about the person you do have the right to, you are not sinning when you relieve the pressure when you take care of yourself. That's Beam's opinion. I've been in trouble with that before. I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble with that again. Uh, but when people say the Bible says masturbation is a sin, the interesting thing is it doesn't mention it anywhere. It's not in the Bible, period. And so how do I think a person should do this? That you relieve yourself, but if, if, when you don't think about somebody else, think about your, your spouse. Now, are there some downsides to that? And there actually are, but we don't have time to talk about them. But there are some downsides to that as well. But it can help alleviate that pressure. And that actually can be very helpful because it increases oxytocin in your system. Mm -hmm. it, it increases, it helps to relax you, it helps to relieve tension, it helps you in all, all kinds of physical ways. Uh, the downside, very quickly, uh, downside would be it can build up an expectation and hope that may not necessarily be fulfilled. But other than that, I think that's what you do. That's my opinion, for whatever it's worth. Right. No, and you've uh, that's very good, and you've stated that before, and like I said in the other podcast. So during this month, my church had a twenty-one day or prayer fast, where you get rid of, you know, you fast from something that's not healthy for you. For me, it was social media and porn. So I got rid of that. Went back to you know I have. My wife took pictures and stuff, you know, boudoir pictures and all that. But I guess the tough part with that is it's, uh, it makes me miss her more. I'm sure. There's a downside yeah. to it as well. There's a downside to it as well. 
Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Joe, that was a, that was a great that answer. Along what, you, what you said before and what I've taken in before. So. Okay. You, uh, our heart is with you, my friend. Yeah, my friend. Thanks a lot. Joe, that was a good answer. You ever thought about uh, maybe going to school and, and studying and becoming about sex? a sexologist? Yeah. I started to bring my cup today that says world's best sexologist. <laughs> I should have. Next week I'll have that one, the world's best sexologist. Well, you know, I, I love the fact that uh, that as a Christian you can help Christians. There, there's been a lot of, uh, of, of damaging information. Oh, yeah. Which which people it's a there are natural things I think that that maybe that God has placed in people or that is a part of the creation and then when they begin to fulfill them there's other information that that makes them feel less than human or yeah. that they're sinning and of course nobody wants to be there if you're a person of faith no one wants to be consciously doing those things and uh, and, and so there's this uh, this this discord this dissonance that's happening inside of them so I I just really appreciate the fact that you're willing to take that risk there we may take a we may have a few people get upset about it but um uh but we'll be willing to talk to them when when they have pressure building up uh and things like that jesse you are in georgia and uh thank you for holding uh what's your questions welcome to marriage helper live hello yeah hey bud hey thanks for taking my call uh so last month my wife uh, ended everything. Uh, she walked out, uh, and the only counseling session that we had was where she ended it. Uh, she has since moved out and broken pretty much all contact and except for a little bit of texting, uh, for taxes. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, wondering how would I be able to move forward with uh, the little to no contact with possibly trying to get her to possibly agree to the workshop even with as little contact or no contact because yeah. she will straight up and refuses to even talk to me in person. Do you have anything that still ties you together like children, a business together, anything like that? No, uh, I have children from a previous marriage, uh, okay. and you know, they love her, yeah. but no, no children, uh, pretty much most, all the assets she's pretty much taken what she wants, yeah. except for some stuff in the garage and the storage unit. Okay, Jesse, you know, I wish that we had some kind of a magic dust or something that mm -hmm. when you've hit these really, really hard situations that people could just do them. I know this hurts. I know it's breaking your heart and, and my heart breaks for you, my friend. I'm so, so sorry. When we talk about doing things like, uh, are you okay, my friend? Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. When we talk about things like the pies, we always talk about you do these for you. You do these for you. We talk about how you learn how yeah. to be a safe place and learn how to listen so people can take bricks off their wall. This is something that you do so that you become the best person you can be. And what we hope happens, and what we hope happens is this, my friend, that if there's anybody in your world that's also in her world, I mean, even mild acquaintances, if there's anybody in your world that's also in her world, 
that as you continue to develop, working on your physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, as you work on being a safe place, learning how to be a person that other people can talk to and feel, hey, I can trust this guy. What we hope that is that that word eventually gets to her. Not because you manipulate it, not because you tell Charlie, Charlie, you need to tell her this, but where it eventually gets to her. And when and if that happens, then you can still have, it takes longer. It takes longer. But you can still have the effect of what pies do. Now, I know you're hurting, and you're not going to like this. Yes. I know you're hurting, but not, okay. If, I've, if I've God, been, uh, if God forbid. Pies, okay, but listen, you know, just one more time. Uh, going to the gym daily. Uh, I actually, she had actually gotten me a job at uh, her work. Uh, just in a different department, and because of okay, her walking out, I actually quit that job, and actually, uh, for the field I'm trained in, uh, I went to school for, a job opened up in that field. Uh, well, good. And I actually got the call uh, for that on the day of the counseling session. Okay. My friend, we hope and pray that as you do the things that we teach, the principles we talk about, that you do them for you. That that's the purpose. That's the reason. It's not to get her to come back. Yeah. It's for you to become your best. All right, now hear me. If, God forbid, she doesn't come back, Jim often says it this way, like attracts like. As a matter of fact, why am I quoting you? You tell him. <laughs> You're sitting right here. You have that voice. Uh, mine's a little high and tinny, but uh, but the, you know the truth is, like attracts like, and uh, so our our ultimate goal is to see how you can um, create a new marriage, uh, a new relationship with your with your wife. Okay, um, but but we don't we don't get to choose what other people do, and uh, so at some point, if 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 she doesn't, she moves on and doesn't, and you begin to work your pies genuinely. Uh, it helps if you really don't just give it lip service, but put to the side of, you know what, this is me about becoming the best person I have been created to be. Then if and when she doesn't return and you are working on you and you're at that potential, then you will attract yes. someone that is of equal potential. Yes. Uh, I, I spoke to some people yesterday in a workshop and I had gotten a question. And one of the things I told them at that point, I said, you know, remember, this is a great time for you to be able to, a great opportunity for you to just work on you. So even if she does come back, guess what? You're not a basket case. You're at a place where you're, yeah. you're healthy because you're going to need to be healthy to help her and help the relationship move forward. So instead of having to go back and fix things, you're already fixing things in you. But if indeed she doesn't, um, you're going to attract the right person. If you don't do that, then you're going to attract a person who most likely will repeat the relationship you're in. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? And, oh, yeah. Uh, I've actually been trying, you know, I've been looking at, watching the podcast and actually I was out with some friends the last time a uh, podcast was done uh, with you, Dr. Joe, and there was someone else. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. But it was, it resonated with me. Good. Uh, and a lot of the other videos I've been pouring over and watching and it's helped me uh, kind of get out of and remove the fog good. that I was in. Good, good, And, Dr. Joe, uh, believe it or not, uh, I had ordered your The Art of Falling in Love, and it actually just arrived. Oh, 
Okay. Literally, I just took it out of the bag uh, while I was talking with y'all. No. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad it got there. My publisher will be very happy that somebody bought it. <laughs> now, I would encourage you. I would encourage you to read it. Um, there's there's a good part in the beginning of that, uh, especially where you are currently. Uh, now, now be aware. There's it's going to give you some insight, but you know you're not at a place right now, maybe where you can apply a lot of that stuff. And so, um, as as Dr. Joe was just telling you, be at a place where you're really working on. I'm glad you joined the gym. Glad you're joining the church and stuff like that. But be at a place where you're working emotionally and spirit, uh, emotionally rather than intellectually, so that you're not obsessing on this thing. Yeah. You can't control you. I mean, her rather. You can control you, and you want to be really careful about yeah. not obsessing, or it's going to move you towards that. Um, but I want you to know that you're in our thoughts, and you're in our prayers, yeah. and uh, uh, we're, we're just believing for your strength. Okay, my friend? Thank you. All right, Thank my you. friend. Take Thank care, you. Jesse. I think we have time for one more. Is that, is that accurate? Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, let's talk to, um, this is Linda, um, and Linda is calling us from Sweden. Hi, Linda. Welcome to Marriage Helper Live. Can you hear us? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Lovely. What's your question? Hello. Well, my question is, uh, it's kind of similar to the previous question uh, because uh, me and my husband don't have kids, uh, so we don't have kids to interact through. Mm -hmm. uh, and he moved out three months ago. He didn't do any chance at all to work on anything. He just one day said that he wanted to leave me and then he left and moved in with another woman that he mm. met one month earlier. Uh, and since then he's been trying to be totally gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so he, he, we have minimum contact and uh, I'm just wondering how you're supposed to um, show him that that you're working on your pies and try to have the smart contact and everything when he's trying to just be out of my life. Totally. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry that this is happening. But, it, but as Jim was saying just a few moments ago, we can't control anybody else's behavior. The only behavior we can control is our own. And, and again, and, and forgive me if this sounds redundant from what we just said, but, but you do the pies and all the things that we talk about, you do that for you so that you can become the best that you can be. And hopefully, because yeah. of the fact that you still love him, hopefully whatever you have in common, whomever you have in common, whatever person, even if it's somebody very peripheral, that that person will see this growth, this mm -hmm. development in you, and he'll begin to hear about that so that when that affair begins to wane, when it begins to weaken and fall apart, that he will have heard about the amazing and wonderful things happening with Linda. And, and it's like, wow, you know, maybe, maybe we should talk again. That's what we hope happens. And that's, that's mm -hmm. one potential thing that can occur from you being the best you can be working on the pies, safe place, all those things. But the other is what Jim just talked about, that if, if for whatever reason he doesn't come back, it prepares you for a much better mm -hmm. relationship the next time. Now, I know that's not what you want. You want him, and I get that. But it does prepare yeah. you for a much better relationship <laughs> next time. Yeah. Jim, anything to add to that? Yeah, because... Uh, no, I yeah, don't, that, I don't have is, anything there. You know, I just i am very sorry for you there, Linda. What were you saying, Linda? I'm sorry. 
Yes, thank you. Uh, and and that is what I'm trying to do to to try to somehow <laughs> make him see, but still work on me. And that, and I just uh, work on you. I think I'm doing quite a good job at it. But good. but good. Yeah. Good. I I still have a, I, another question I have is is uh, because because of what has happened, he he kind of left me like. Well, from one day to another, uh, and that meant because I live in Sweden, and it's kind of hard to get an apartment here. Uh, so I I don't have any place to live really. Well, wow. uh, and I think that's kind of uh, one thing that's in the way. Yeah, kind of because I think if he is distant because he knows uh, that I am in trouble. Uh, with the living situation, mm. and he doesn't want to see that. Uh, mm. Do you well, do you he, have an he make that Do you have an attorney or lawyer yeah. or solicitor that's helping you, my friend? The problem is that that he, <laughs> well, the, we we apparently have quite a few issues that I didn't know or didn't realize before. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the problems are financial. So I see. Uh, we have, I, I, I didn't really have any, well, he, he took care of the economy. So I, I didn't know anything about that or right. how it was. Right. And now, uh, now we're in big debt. So, well, uh, is there some kind of an organization, so, some kind of group? Is there someone that can help you get a place to live? Uh, no. There isn't, uh, unfortunately. Uh, you, you have to be debt-free to get an apartment. Mm. Uh, and uh, that's why I, I... Well, right now, for the moment, I'm living with my dad. Okay. Uh, in, uh, so you do have food and shelter. Not a very good living city. Right. Well. Uh, for now, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't know for how long, but okay. and, and we have pets, so so we kind of stranded them too in there. Uh, so I did have a question with this. Well, <laughs> well unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, Linda, we're out of time, so we're going to have to go ahead and end this program. Oh, but, but our heart is with you very yeah. much, and and keep doing all Thank the right you. things. Keep doing the pies. You keep working on you, my friend. And I'm glad you have a place to live. That's mm-hmm. good. But unfortunately, we're at the end of the program. I'm so very sorry. We're going to have to go. So much going on there, Joe. With a uh, lot, you know, and there's there there's there are areas we just can't. We don't have the answers for. Right. For I don't sure. know anything about Swedish law. I, I don't know anything about U.S. law, really. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I right. do know this. Um, you're you've tuned into the right place to be able to get um, some information. There are people here that can work with you, help you. Um, we have a number of different resources. Uh, some of them are um, are just at your pleasure to go take a look at. We have a number of uh, of our CRs, our reps that you can talk to, and they can help you see some options for you to get greater support and better support. So that uh, if you're together as a couple and you're just struggling, we can help you there, or um, or perhaps your spouse is, is gone. Um, uh, doing their thing right now. Nevertheless, I know that we can offer support there. So I just want to encourage mm-hmm. you to give us a call here and uh, allow us to be able to see how we can assist you where you are. Joe? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, thank you for being with us, and we will be with you if everything goes like it's supposed to at the same time next Monday. Thank you.